Hey guys, uh, be honest with you, I, I'm about done with this opening, but uh, you know, I drew, I drew the art on the cover, and uh, I wanted to introduce you guys to this new uh, wrestling RPG by Axiom System Games that's coming out, and uh, you know, I was excited about it, and I, I would love to tell you guys I'm going to have the lead game designer, Zachariah Van Sliders, join me. But I can hear the damn clippers. So, so who knows? What, maybe it'll be Hulk Hogan coming out, or maybe we'll get a, a cute little bikini, and that'll be a treat for everyone. He could be Trist. What the hell? Hi, I'm Zachariah Van Sliders, lead game designer here at Axiom Games LLC, and creator of Upper Hand, an Axiom System Wrestling RPG. What? What was with all the impressions? I'm glad you asked, Phil. Because, man, I'm really excited to talk about this game with you and the people. Why are you doing this to me? You want to hear more, buddy? Well, I'm happy to tell you. Upper Hand is a fast-paced, card-based system that allows you to experience the quick, heart-pounding, moment-to-moment action of being in the squared circle. In addition to that, the game features an all-play system in which you get to play as both a specific wrestling character and Game Master others as a booker, so no one gets left out of the fun. This is some straight... When does it come out, you ask? August 6th, and you can get it through drive-through games at drivethroughrpg.com. There's a link below, but it's not a hyperlink. You know, forget it, forget this, forget you. Ugh. I think he's just mad he didn't get to do an impression. Hey, that's a pretty good John Moxley. Everything's good. I think we're relatively good to go. Everything is good. That is relative. <laughs> That's very relative. That's very relative. <laughs> I'm speaking specifically about the audio quality of the show that we are about to record, and it's relative even to that. No. That's fair. <laughs> Things are not good because somebody is forcing me to play Death Stranding. You know, that game I, is fucking terrible. Oh. Low-key, like, I was really kind of hoping... That it was one of those things. Not that like you would like enjoy it or something, but just like you know, this does suck, but not <laughs> as much as I thought it would suck. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and here's my biggest problem: is I have played an hour of it. I timed it because it was recording it. A full hour of it. Do you know how much actual play there was in that full hour? Probably not a whole lot. Ten fucking minutes, and I'm going to tell you that's my problem with Kojima it has always been my problem he's so egotistical that he thinks anything he has to say is more important than playing the game and like it's not to me I want to play the game I I am a I'm a dad who's very busy who does a lot of stuff if I boot up a game I don't want to listen to Norman Reedus grunt for fucking 40 straight minutes I want to play a game that's the thing, like, it's hard for me to say that the game is enjoyable right now because I haven't played the game. All I've had is genre vomit thrown at me for fucking two 40-minute chunks, and then I walked in a field to a nice song. Like, that's it. That's all that's happened. That's all that's happened. And the genre vomit is just like, like, I feel like that dude is just like sitting somewhere. And we're going to do whales. And we're going to do octopuses, and we're going to have babies in jars, and we're going to have invisible monsters with hands, and then we're going to have weird 
tentacle hand faces and craters and dead bodies and we're gonna have weird temporal anomalies that drop out of the sky we're just gonna hurl this shit at them for oh mm. meanwhile you know i counted i counted while the credits roll uh do you know how many times his own name appears in the opening credits kojima's yeah kojima's probably like four or five five times five times five times that's a redundancy that is there because you're egotistical you pull a robert rodriguez and go shot cut and directed by robert rodriguez and be done with it fine you did a lot of jobs but why do i have to see your name every other credit by hideo kojima oh oh it's so hard to 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 do this game so far it's been so hard and can i say something else that really pissed me off. And none of this is going to make it in the review because I'm going to try and be objective. But Norman fucking Reedus' character, I'm supposed to root for this guy, right? Like, right off the yeah. bat, I'm supposed to be rooting for this guy. He's the character I am playing. This dumb motherfucker gets caught in one of these time storms in the first fucking ten minutes. He goes into a cave, and what is the first thing he does? He takes the suit that protects him from the stuff off <laughs> are you kidding me like that's his first action and he only does it so that we the people can see that he's got handprints all over him that's not realistic like oh i'm so i'm so i'm like why are you taking that off why that's obviously the only thing that protects you from the rain that makes you old and dead why are you taking it off even if you're in a cave there's no reason to take it off. Why would you take it off? You're, you're not camping there for the night. You're waiting for the rain to stop. Wait in the suit in case water comes down. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Is I got to get through another four hours of this game oh, before I could do the review for it. It hurts me. It hurts my soul. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener or viewer, have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. But I am not alone, and mostly I am never alone. With me is my intrepid co-host, Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. Yes, and you all know what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be Gamescom, and we're going to look more old and cranky than I think we've ever looked it has on been this channel. Foretold. Foretold. So just strap in for some negativity and extreme nitpicking. Uh, but before we get into that, we've got to go ahead and thank the people that have made this possible. Behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a custom picture that's given to us by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. Of course, the theme song for this show, all the shows here at Old Man Gaming, is done by the man who makes the music, my brother. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is fan traction. 
That's where we, the co-hosts, we talk to you guys, the fans, any place you post your comments. And, uh, you know, we just touch base with you. We riff a little. We, uh, we discuss topics of the day, uh, defend ourselves from your mockery, or agree with it, uh, depending on how the mood fits us. Now, I don't see anything on Discord from William Hoenn. So, Will, if you post it on YouTube, it ate your comment, but I don't see anything to back that up, so I think we're good. I think you just didn't comment, because we didn't actually get as many views as we usually do on this episode. Uh, so that being said, let's get into it, though. We did get plenty of comments right off the bat. Asylum 66, I deserve grumpy old man comments. My wordsmithing was bad. Neil knew what I was trying to say. Hey, it's not all bad. Those words are still better written than most DC movies. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got what you were saying, too. I was just being cranky and a stickler. Uh, it, it happens often. Uh, Asylum 66 then continues and goes, Obscure video games makes the most sense for me. They need, uh, they need end heavy deserve. I think he meant they need and deserve a heavy reimagining. Uh, okay, so here's my thing. I will agree with that, and he's speaking directly on the movies, because one of the things we pointed out in our movie conversation is a lot of the movies that have been greenlit are very obscure cult games that very few people are going to know about. And yeah. I, from, a, from a watcher standpoint, I agree with Asylum. Like, like as a guy who's like, who's like watching movies and as Zach, not an objective, you know, video game journalist, uh, uh, I, I actually agree with you. I think they're much more interesting and it helps to get away from the, uh, you know, this, the, the stigma that we've talked about of, you know, gaming never really doing it right for the players because the players kind of make the own their own story with the game so that kind of does get away from it and actually as zach just the movie goer i'm a lot more interested to see what a comic zone movie is as opposed to say a god of war movie or something much more mainstream um that being said i think we were speaking a little bit more from the point of view of the studios like why like their choices are insane from a, uh, a pure we-want-to-make-money standpoint, uh, I think picking really obscure cult games kind of deepens the mystery of why why do that. You know, there's, there's, right. pl there's plenty of even Sega properties that are much more popular than Comic Zone and Space Channel number 5, you know, to, and probably easier to make into movies than what they're doing and that's what's confusing to us i think i don't know neil yeah that's definitely part of it i mean i still i still think like some of the big like the heavy hitters that they've announced like bigger properties that they want to turn into a movie or a show they just there's still something about how these keep getting adapted mm -hmm. like it, it's it's the same thing it, but from a different side of the argument yeah because like that's the thing is like there are some that they're choosing to like the space channel 5 and comic zone and mm -hmm. everything like that like those are like wow okay that's the one that we want to go with sure fine whatever i feel like those would be a bit easier to, to adapt because yeah. 
nobody knows dick about shit when it comes to those yeah. games, or at least most people. I'll write uh, a Dance Dance Revolution game, movie, and it will kick ass. It'll look a lot like Step Up in any one of the Step Up movies. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You it's just more obscure. It's, it's easier to do those. Right, and then, like... I don't know if it's still in development, but I don't know if you remember or not, there was that thing going around. In fact, I think it was one of my odds and ends like a year, year and a half ago. That they're doing a Tetris movie. <laughs> like, it, it, I, it's like super pre-production and shit, but it's like, who, who was like, you know what? Blocks falling from the sky. That is the next movie. Dwayne like, the Rock Johnson as the long piece. <laughs> right. And then you get like even like board games like Battleship. I never watched that movie, but wasn't it like Aliens or something? Oh, like that? it was bad. When you one hundred percent could have just had it be like just a war movie. Yeah, like I, <laughs> the I Alien ship it. shot shot like red pegs, if I recall correctly. Like it was big giant oh, red pegs. It was bad. It was oh man, real yeah, bad. I never saw it, and now like that alone makes me want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think the obscurity of them is kind of a mystery to me on the level of, like, there's so much more money in popular franchises than there is in these obscure titles, which kind of makes, I, I don't know, they're very weird in how they're selecting to do these, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jason then goes, you know in Little Monsters how under the bed portals to monsters world, under the bed is portals to the monsters world at night? There's a similar phenomenon out there, well I'm sorry, there's a similar phenomenon where on out of the way nook or cranny portals to dimwit world during game fests. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Game fests get pretty stupid, man. <laughs> As you will no doubt hear from us this evening. I have so That's much to say game. about Gamescom opening night. I yeah, I don't even was, know. There, there, the whole thing. It's not going to be all negative because there's some things that really excite me that I'm sure are just going to make Neil mad, but uh, <laughs> and probably vice versa. But at the same time, I think we're going to be very uh, very united in the presentation uh, and how we'll get to, we'll get to it. Oh, Jason yeah. Jason then wrote a post, I can make stuff happen too, and it was completely strike-through. Uh, then he actually put under it, you do that by putting a hyphen on either end, uh, which some people like to do for emphasis, but it's comic code for strike-through. So that's probably what happened with uh, Phil, Billy's, oh. Phil Billy's strike-through post, I'm going to assume. Uh, he probably put a hyphen in there, and it just kind of happened. Um, then Jason continued. Jason was on fire. He was like the comment section. Anthology series would make a good venue. Anthology series would make a good venue for video game adaptations. A bunch of shorts set in a game world highlighting side characters or concepts not focused on the in game. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, what was it? Halo Legends did that mm-hmm. uh, back 2010 or 11, something yeah. like that. It was yeah. the, it was just a little, like, six shorts all yeah. in the Halo universe, all in a different art style. 
Yeah, I think those are, I think those are great for for video games. I have no problems with that. I I'm okay with like world building stuff, but they never want to do that. They always want right. to like tell the main story again in cinematic form, and it just never works. Uh, he then continues. It's like some weird iteration of the Black Widow, except instead of marrying men and murdering them, they make them buy a game then disappear. Sounds like an urban fay almost, actually. <laughs> Speaking of the weird woman who dates men to get them to buy near Automata and then just vanishes, which is interesting. Uh, then he his final comment is, buy my game. Buy my game. If you don't, it'd be a shame. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that rhyme, Jason. I'm going to have to use it. I'm going to have to use it. I do want to throw a question out, which these almost never work, and nobody ever uses them, but I did want to throw one out. And this is kind of based on Phil Billy's strike-through comment from a couple weeks ago. What's your perfect game? What's in your perfect game? And, and you don't have to give me the full, like, it's your perfect game. Like, this is exactly what my perfect game is. No, no. What does your perfect game have to have? And, and before anybody out there decides to do that neutral I like everything bullshit there is a couple of things that you would need for it to be your perfect game even if it's just one or two things I want to know what they are put them in the comments and then me and Neil discuss what's in our perfect game too uh, maybe as a talking point maybe for fan traction we don't know what the news is gonna bring but that's my question to everybody out there what's in your perfect game what's what factors go into making your perfect game so that is it for fan traction, uh, which is good. We kind of motored through it a little bit, but we've got a lot to oh, talk we'll about. We'll need Lots to talk about. I stopped doing odds and ends. I got one odds and ends because I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we're gonna be. It's gonna be 50 minutes on Gamescom. So, all right, we will be back in a second with basically 50 minutes on Gamescom. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, we are back, and as promised. Motherfucking IGN reset. Why would you reset? Uh, that's frustrating. That's okay. Found it. All right. As promised, we are going to talk about Gamescom. Gamescom 2022. Gamescom is back. I actually, Please. I actually, Please third fuck fucking fest. Keely, fucking Keely. Uh, I actually have gone on record in saying I enjoy Gamescom more than E3. Um, there was no E3 this year, so it's very easy to say that I enjoyed this more than E3. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, I, this is usually the game show that I am most waiting for. Uh, okay, but it was a little rough. I actually decided to watch this one, and I think I may just seriously be too old to watch game festival shows anymore. Um, I was... I mean, should we just talk about the presentation right off the bat? Before we get yeah, into the games, yeah. All right. The, the first of all, the presentation was like I don't know if Keeley is in charge of presentation when he becomes the host or what, but it was literally every Keeley show that Keeley has ever Keeleyed, and basically it's the it's the Game Award show, it's Summer Games Fest, it's every time Keeley is on stage, the show the show looks exactly the same. It has the exact same pacing. He basically says exactly the same words every time, and that immediately annoyed annoyed me also before we get any further what is the deal with the world premiere i want to say this right now if you're watching a trailer for something it's a world premiere we don't need to put that 
before every goddamn trailer that you see. What, what bothered me was, uh, like, I was watching, and I was like, man, why do they say this about everything? And then in my head, I justified it by saying, you know what, these are all fresh new games. So it's a world premiere game. Then they showed a world premiere trailer for High on Life, which we have seen seven trailers for. This is not a world premiere. There's nothing world premiere about this. And if everything on your show is a world premiere, you don't have to put that there. You put it once and you say, everything on our show is world premiere. Then you just do the trailers. You don't need that world premiere wipe. Every fucking trailer had that world premiere wipe. Which just, like I was just sitting there like giggling every time it happened. The third trailer they showed was for a controller. Are you kidding me? What are you, what are you doing? And that had the world premiere. They had the world premiere in front of it. It was like, world premiere. Dual Sense, whatever, Elite 62. And I was like, world premiere controller? Like, what is happening in the world where this is... Like, it was just... It was just a hype fest. It was so much hype that... Uh, okay, I'm going to stop talking for a second because I'm getting scatterbrained. And Do you understand what I'm saying about the world premiere, though, Neil? Like, are yeah, you with me on that? So... I think the biggest, if I can boil it down to one thing that I couldn't stand about it, the whole show was just pretentious. Pretentious. Um, it, it was yeah. just pretentious. You know, the world premiere in front of everything. Like, I like I understand. Like, there's some things that, like, oh, somebody somewhere, you know, did work on, mm -hmm. you know, on something, and they are proud to show it off. I understand. Right. But when it is also offered the same amount of gravity as like some other announcement by a well-known studio AAA right. studio you know something like that it kind of starts losing the hype behind it mm -hmm. um, and when when keely started the then, whole world premiere thing it was at the award show and so it yeah. differentiated what was a trailer and what was an award you know, yeah. like if you saw the world premiere, you're like, we're going to get a trailer. If you saw an award, we're going to get an award. But there's no awards here. It's just trailers. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you know, some of the like the announcements that were basically overall nothing burgers. Mm -hmm. Like you had mentioned, the uh, the DualSense Edge controller for the PS5. The third um, one. The third fucking the announcement. The third announcement. Uh, he was like, oh, you know this is a big show and you know what yeah. we reached out to sony and yeah. said what can we do for what can we do for this show here and they were like oh yeah we, we got something real special and <laughs> here it is for you guys right here and i think it did play the world premiere in front of it that did too. it 100 did a, a commercial for uh basically sony's version of the elite controller um, I, I agree with you 100%. That, that, that rigmarole that he did into it made me think, oh my god, we're getting a new Sony first-party IP. Something. That's what I was thinking. And then it's like world premiere, and I was like, a new Sony IP. And then it was like, a controller that looks like the last controller. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the fact that he found a way to turn this shit into an award show, too. Like... Oh. Oh yeah, uh, mm -hmm. his co-host <laughs> co was handing out awards, and I feel like I don't know, <laughs> like I feel like she was just kind of thrown on the spot and like kind of didn't make an a rehearsal or anything. 
Uh, and her information she, was so weird. I was waiting she, for her to tell tell everybody that like somebody's lights were on in the parking lot. Like those were her announcements. She would. It was this girl who I've never heard of before. But she was. But Gamescom is is done in Europe. I think it's in Germany, but I could be Germany. wrong. It Germany. Okay, it's Germany. Uh, she definitely had a German accent, and she just came out. And she was like, "Hello, I am the co-host." And then, uh, and then she would go into this this weird spiel. Like the first one she did, the absolute first one. He was like, "I'm gonna hand it to my co-host," and it's her. And she just talks about how nice Germany is this time of year. Like that's what she did. And I was like, "What is happening right now? Are you doing a tourist attraction in here?" And then the second time she gave out an award. Then the third time she did something else, but she never announced a game. Or anything. I, I felt like all of her announcements was like I was waiting for her to be like, to the owner of the red 1995 Ford Fiat, your lights are on. Like I was waiting for that kind of announcement from her, and I apologize for my German accent. It's terrible, but I did it. So, uh, yeah, and like Gamescom, like some of the announcements that were coming out. Um, the the one that. We knew that somehow, some way, shape, or form, Kojima was going to be involved oh, because oh, are we going to start with that award? Because yeah, uh, well, uh, or that uh, announcement? I that announcement? Say, yeah, no, that's that's the one that I'm going to bring up because like, okay, whenever we get into the actual announcements, I just want it to be about the game stuff. That's because, fine. Like that's the thing is this is supposed to be uh, it's a game to be show. A game show, and here we are. Keely, you know, say, hey, my my best friend and uh, guy whom I do absolutely literally everything with, no matter what, uh, Hideo Kojima, he's got a super special announcement. Oh. Hey, what do you got, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast mm. about just things, uh, some gaming stuff, too. But, yeah, you know, things, things I like and shit. Uh, download it. It'll be fun. Like I hate Hideo Kojima. I'm gonna say this. I'm on record as not being a Hideo Kojima fan. I despise him. And I'm gonna say how egotistical, how full of yourself do you have to be to show up to one of the biggest game announcement festivals, game announcement festivals, with a game company that's named after you, and your fucking announcement is a podcast you're doing. Just a conversational podcast. How fucking full of yourself do you have to be to pull that shit? That guy is one of the most egotistical, self-centered, maniacal psychopaths that I have ever seen. I, oh my god. Like, how many people do you think were like, oh, Kojima's gonna be there, we're gonna hear about the new game. The motherfucker doesn't make games. He's made a bunch of Metal Gear Solids that he was forced to do by fucking um, Konami. Then he left Konami and everybody's like, oh, it's gonna get good. And I'm over here like, no, he's not gonna make anything because he's full of shit. It took him like fucking six years to make Death Stranding, which... I don't want to start about that right now, but like, <laughs> and that's it. That's all he's made. He hasn't made any other fucking games. He's loosely announced that he's going to make an Xbox game in the future. We don't know what it is. We haven't seen it. He doesn't make fucking games. He literally markets his own ego. That's what this guy does. I, 
I cannot stand Hideo Kojima. I cannot believe when he did a podcast. I started laughing when I saw that announcement. I laughed out loud for like five minutes. I'm like, of course, of course, this motherfucker showed up and announced a goddamn podcast at one of the biggest game. Well, actually, E3 didn't happen this year. This is the biggest game festival of the year. Period. Yeah. And this guy showed up with a podcast. I hate I hate Hideo Kojima. Yeah. I, mm. I mean, overall, I mean, just like a broad stroke of what this game show was, it, it just was. It wasn't even like a ton of. Let me rephrase that. It was a ton of announcements. It was. But again, we go back to the what I was mentioning before about the gravity and weight offered to world premiere. Right. Because right. the stream had some stuff that was just like world premiere announcement, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was something that we, you know, knew something about or it was a, you know, developer that we knew or that's doing a new game or new IP. And right. then when they like went on break, it was just all the other game announcements as just like commercials. Right. Yeah. It's just like so who decides what uh, is, is right. worthy enough to be considered on the show, not on yep. the show. And some of the stuff that gonna... we saw in those commercials looked were, were something I was way more excited about than some of the world premieres that they showed. Not going to lie. Well, I mean, I guess at this point we can kind of... Yeah. Unless you had anything else that we no, can No, let's get into it. I think, I, I mean, the big thing I wanted to take away is that the presentation was god-awful. And I don't understand, like, this is like Keeley's paint by numbers. It's like they get him to do yeah. this. It's him on a stage. He says the exact same wording uh, on everything. It's always that weird world premiere graphic that he brings with him everywhere he goes. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like his own personal deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, the dude is... Like, every time he's involved, it's like, this is what we're getting, and it's terrible, and game companies need to stop all going to him for this stuff, because whether you like his presentation or you hate his presentation, him doing every one of the presentations just makes it feel like he it's all him. It's all his presentation. And of course he's Kojima's best friend, because he's another dude who literally just markets his fucking own ego. So, as far as announcements, I think we should talk about the first one that we saw right off the bat, which was Dead Island 2 got a trailer after eight years. Eight years after the first Dead Island 2 trailer, it got another trailer, and it's actually supposedly going to release next year, February 3rd, 2023. And you know what's funny, too, is because like that was one of the last things that they covered. Mm-hmm. on the show it was the one one of the few trailers that i actually even haven't even watched yet <laughs> i haven't watched it either i was because cleaning my house I, by that I, point yeah i told i told you yeah but um i wound up uh i, I just wound up shutting the show off because yeah. uh we had it on in the hotel room uh we went to cincinnati for a my chemical romance concert so at the end of the day when we were back in the hotel room, I started watching this, and it was a combination of exhaustion and boredom that made me shut this show off as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, the Dead Island Two. Uh, I I am blown away by that one. I look if you're excited about this, that's great. I never played the first one. I want I, I, so I can't really fine. say one way that other than I liked it. I mean, people loved it back then. Like it was a huge deal. Yeah, Dead Island Two was supposed to be the 
second coming, but like it never came out. It went into development hell. Nobody could figure out who was making it. We saw one trailer for it, then it just vanished. Uh, so it's it's apparently actually getting made. I will say right now, whatever you saw in that original trailer eight years ago, I wouldn't expect to have any of that in the game. <laughs> <Probably not. No. laughs> because whatever that was, it, it does not exist anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to anybody who is getting that game. I hope it's good. Uh, I think it's incredibly weird that this thing actually made is making it back to the light of day. But I do want to go ahead and say that games like this, where they're brought back out of death, have very little actual success. I mean, I have yeah. to look back at Duke Nukem Forever, mm. which was one of the worst games ever made when it finally came out you know and it it had development hell for how many years gearbox had to just buy it and finish it you know uh so like i, I think that like this kind of thing like there is a point like there's still people out there that are like man i can't wait i hope Scalebound comes out it actually makes it out <laughs> there's a point where you got to yeah. say it it missed its moment and anything that comes out is not going to be what it should be you know yeah uh, so I'm just going by this article that I have, which is the biggest things announced. So I don't want to talk about every little thing that was even yeah, on opening no. night because it was just so big. Uh, so next thing, might as well get this out of the way since we've been covering this game for some time. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Got a new trailer. Uh, reveal more about the story. It confirmed a release date that had already been leaked a week prior, which is way too soon as the experts are saying november 4th uh so what do you think about this trailer uh i see here's the thing it's like from what i'd seen of it it was like okay so there's more than just a big ass open grassy field thank yeah. god for that yeah. because you know that would have been rough yeah um but at the same time like I, being a Sonic fan, longtime Sonic fan, Same we here. already know that there are two types of Sonic games. <laughs> there are ones that are absolute dog shit and those that are fine. It's <laughs> uh, about it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this falls in the realm of fine. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest, outside of Sonic Mania, there hasn't been a really solid Sonic games since Colors, and then even before that it was really, what, Sonic Adventure 2? Uh, yeah, and Adventure 1. I liked Adventure 1 too, but yeah. I think that I think that you're right on all of those points. I do want to say this trailer that they showed was in my opinion better than the gameplay footage they had shown the original time. Uh, it showed more of what you'll be doing. It showed a few of the other biomes instead of just the field. Yeah. It gave you more variety. It also showed much more of the combat than even the gameplay had shown, which we really needed to see more stuff. That was my biggest problem from the gameplay footage, was it was like, this is just Sonic. This is the same thing. Mm. This isn't anything special. This isn't anything new. It's just he's in an open field instead, you know? Uh, they they even yeah. had the springboard and stuff. I actually thought if this trailer had been the one they had showed back when they did that reveal, they probably would have gotten a better reception to it, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, because of what they decided to show. But at the same time... We've seen what we've I seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've seen what we've seen. Mm -hmm. The uh, conversation has already... I mean, there was that whole movement of trying to get Sega to delay it. 
and they're like, no, 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 we're not going to delay. We're not going to delay. Yeah. Well, then this comes out when your first taste of something is shitty and bitter. Mm -hmm. You're not chomping at the bit when somebody offers you the same thing again. No. Well, it's different this time. You still got that bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. It has to actually be different. And and again, I agree with you. I second it because they showed us that gameplay footage. We're already upset about that gameplay footage showing us a better cut trailer. Uh, is not going to make us forget the 10 minutes of crappy gameplay footage you've already shown us. So, Plus, this game is a full $60 game. Uh, no. No, I don't trust Sonic enough to pay $60 for this game. N- not even remotely. And also, November 4th is close. It's a lot closer than I thought that they were looking for. I was, I thought we were looking at like a late November, early December release. But this is like... November 4th, that's like two months away. I don't think that this game is going to be good. Uh, we'll have to see, but I don't. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely going to be one of those deals to where I have to wait for a review to come out before I decide if I'm going to run out and buy it. Yeah. Well, Same goes, same goes with another game that they showed a trailer for. Uh, on this show with the Hogwarts Legacy. Let's go ahead and talk about that. That That's the second one down, and I don't really want to talk about the next one down, so let's go ahead and talk about Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah, Move right I'm into look, it. I'm looking at a uh, different... Segway that are, shit, so. man. Yeah. Segway that <laughs> but, shit. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Like, it's got promise, but mm-hmm. at the same time, this is the game that had been like rumored and leaked and then announced to be you know it was supposed to be coming out two years ago at this mm-hmm. point um and now it's coming but there's i i don't know I, I just get this terrible feeling that wb is gonna wb it all up as they have with games in the past you know i think look I, i'm not a harry potter guy uh i don't really know i i know basically what you pick up from just being a nerd of the story that being said i think a game with a lot of cool magic duels would be really cool um i don't see any of that here even with this trailer and there was plenty of people shooting magic back and forth it all looked very um cutsceney uh it didn't it you know what this game looked like and i'm probably gonna get shit for saying it this game looked like a telltale game That's, that's what it looked like to me yeah, and like and like <clears throat> like a telltale game with like walking around aspects and like that makes me very nervous for it um obviously like i said i'm not a harry potter guy this is not going to be a game i rush to the store to purchase that being said i still want it to be good i want all games to be good especially for the people who want it the harry potter world sounds like a world that would be great for you know franchise game making that being I just didn't see anything in this trailer that really, like, made my hair stand on it, you know? Yeah, that's... I've, I've been kind of following this one here uh, as it's gone along, especially given the fact that Kayla's very hyped for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure at some point, unless it's just complete dog shit, going to be a game that we're going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just... That's the thing. It's like, you know, the idea in the world of Harry Potter, you know, the the wizarding duels and everything like that, you know, shooting magic back and forth at each other. It's great. But I have this terrible feeling that 
it looks wonderful, but it's literally a rock, paper, scissor thing. Like yeah, yeah. green magic trumps right. red magic, red magic trumps yeah. blue magic, you know. Well, and those kind of systems can be good if you do enough with them. Monster Hunter Stories uh, had a lot of... Uh, it was a rock, paper, scissors-based system, and I think that that fighting system was amazing. They did a lot with it. So you could do with that, but, like, I don't know. I kind of feel... The, we haven't seen anything of the combat, and that's why we're making these speculations. Have you seen any actual, like, in-game combat play? I haven't. Uh there there was one of the earlier trailers yeah one of the earlier trailers one that came out like maybe i want to say like two three months ago had okay gameplay in it but it had uh, gameplay but did it have actual combat yeah it was combat okay all right yeah um and it it seemed fine but i really hope that you get to choose different spells to equip and not Mm. just like here are the three things that you're able to do do the things right. uh, because that would be severely limiting to well, you know the entire world and kind of make it pointless, really. And here's the thing. Again, I don't know Harry Potter, but one of the cool things I think... I, I think when magic is really cool, it's when it's like chess. It's trickiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's like Doctor Who or like it's like it's like, like there's plenty of like shape-shifting into other people to trick people sort of things in uh in the harry potter movies and stuff and i that's when magic is really cool can we do that in this or is it going to be click to throw fireball until you know your opponents burned or click to throw ice like what's the difference in spells i really i hope they do it good but i think that like i'm real worried about that one oh yeah um so the one i didn't want to talk about i'll just mention real quick gotham knights uh, they released some more villains for it, and it's coming out definitely on October 21st is the release date for it. Uh, I think they actually pushed it back a couple of weeks. I think it was supposed to come out a little bit earlier, but I don't oh, know. I thought they said it was getting moved up. Oh, did they move it up? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, it's October earlier. 21st. It's straight up October 21st. I'm looking at it now. It just says now yeah. will be released October 21st. It is moved up, moved up a bit. Uh, that's that's great that it moved up. Um, I don't know. I just that's gonna be a wait and see for me on that game, for sure. Yeah, you know for sure. Uh, Callisto Protocol. I can't speak to this. This game doesn't look good to me at all, and I'm sure it's good, but it doesn't look good to me. This is not a Zach game. This is as far from a Zach game as you could possibly get. It looks like Dead Space on crack. I I don't want anything to do with Callisto Protocol, so. I don't know. What'd you think about it, Neil? I so I'm ninety nine percent of the time in the same boat as you. I don't yeah. like horror games, anything like that. Dead Space, especially the first game, such amazing game design. How they, you know, they they create the suspense. How the UI is all a part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything like that. I am a sucker for dead space so callisto protocol might be one that i end up picking up okay um 
I just think it's very strange that this game is coming out and they're also doing the remake at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it, that's really strange and kind of clashy. I almost feel like somebody needs to delay just so they're not uh, eating each other's lunch. Are they really the same company? No, 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 no. Not the same company. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's like they both are like they're both going for the same group of people but I feel like not everybody is going to somebody's going to make a decision basically okay they're not going to pick up both I feel okay alright um yeah like I said it's just not something that like I watched the trailer it's not something that makes me in any way shape or form interested so I can't really speak to it I'm not saying that makes it bad I'm just saying that like it's not it's as far from a Zach game as you could possibly get oh yeah um, so it's just not something that interests me, but it, it does sound cool. Oh, what the fuck is that? What? Ah, fucking bug flew at me from nowhere. <laughs> Scared shit out of me. It was like, came out of nowhere. Uh, okay, so then uh, this one, I didn't actually watch the trailer. I don't know if you did. The Street Fighter Six. They did new gameplay mechanics. Yes, uh, uh, Street Fighter. And two new characters they showed out, Jury and Kimberly. I didn't actually see this trailer. Yeah, that actually, the the trailer of them actually went up a couple days before Gamescom. They just spoke a little bit more to the system. Uh, the system, the, the, uh, the system's within the game, rather. Right. Uh, the more information that comes out, the more it seems like I'm going to be more on the Street Fighter Six train than I was on the Street Fighter Five train. Yeah. Um, because well, I loved Four. The trailer they had, we were even talking about it, how they might do a little bit of an open world thing and have character creation in it. Uh, yeah. We had talked about, did they speak anything on that, or is it just like the fighting mechanics no, that it, they talked it's, about? It's just fighting mechanics. Ah, I want to hear about that. If that game has character creation and you and I can tag team through like an open world, I'm all I'm with you 100%. I will purchase that game and we can do a stream or a show or whatever. I I'm totally down with that. Um, did it look good though? What they showed? Yeah, so far I am very pleased with what they've shown. Um, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop when they announce all of the you know like microtransaction-y sort of bullshit. Um, but of course, they're not going to talk about that stuff right now. But as Nobody does. A, yeah, as, from, as far as like a system standpoint, they're going to be focusing a lot on counters. And uh, to kind of get down into the minutia of it, uh, there's actually a system that they're implementing. So back in the day, you could, like I believe it was Street Fighter Three it was third strike I think it was you cannot block forever because mm -hmm. uh, eventually you'll get your stamina wore out and right. you'll be able to just get hit you can't really block anything anymore right. same goes with like there's um, in 4 there was a focus counter system basically you press and hold uh, a set of buttons and you got one hit sometimes depending on the version of the game you could get multiple hits before uh like you your armor wore out so you could take a couple hits and still get something off and then you would start to regen your stamina unless you got hit well now from what they've said is they have that same system but it's a gauge that wears out and then eventually if that gauge 
breaks down, then you can't really do much of anything in regard to counters and you take more damage too. So it eliminates a play style that I unfortunately kind of used in Street Fighter 4 <laughs> where I would counter freaking everything all right, the time. Right. But it's good for balancing. That's cool. But uh, yeah, everything that I'm hearing about this game, it's it's turning out great. Well, that's good. I hope they have some cool like character creation stuff. It's something that entices me a little bit. Uh, next, we have Forspoken Gameplay Overview Trailer. Showcases combat, exploration, and phase magical abilities. It actually says that it will include over 100 spells and abilities. And it will also grade you with like a combo-style Devil May Cry type system. I, I gotta say, I, I miss this trailer. Okay, Forspoken is not doing it for me. Not that it shouldn't. It should. The reason Forspoken isn't doing it for me is Forspoken, to me, is an overbuilt game. And it's promising things that I don't think it can deliver on. It's another one of these that's just like, do fucking anything and everything. And like, I don't know. Did you see the trailer? I did not actually get to no. see this trailer. I think it was in the bathroom at the time. That it so, came out. yeah, no, I did not see this trailer. Um, this here... This Everybody should play a drinking game with this. If, you saw, if, if they failed to see the trailer, drink. Yeah, I... Uh, it's a game that I'm curious about, but it's giving me vibes of... You remember when they released that initial PS5 uh, tech demo mm -hmm. footage? Mm -hmm. yep. uh, it's giving me the vibes of that. I almost yep. wonder if that was like the an early iteration of that. I want that game to be good. I really do. But as it stands right now, just like even just the marketing campaign, I did not see the trailer for this, but apparently the last trailer they released, the uh, dialogue in it was so absolutely ridiculous. It went viral and got memefied. Oh, I did not know that. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it seems like it'll be an okay game, maybe, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, all right, well, let's move on to one that I specifically went back to watch the trailer again because this game looks very interesting to me. Uh, I, I was also impressed that it's the first showing and we got to see some gameplay of it. They are promising some levels of stuff in this that I don't know if you're gonna if they can pull off, but that is where the winds meet, which is yes. uh, which is a very Ghost of Tsushima life like, but it's in like medieval China. You uh, you play like a swordsman, um, so <laughs> it's open world. Like I said, Ghost of Tsushima like open world. There's gonna be a lot of like magic in it though, and sword play and stuff. They've actually said that the main character you can like if you can solve things multiple different ways and you can push through like like you if you're an oratory guy you can actually talk people into like following you stuff like that like it's very interactive with the people and how you deal with them which is what excites me the most and interests me the most um again uh i did like that we saw some gameplay here we actually saw some gameplay mm -hmm. but they are promising some stuff already that it's kind of like, how are you going to deliver on that, you know? Yeah, that was one that I definitely, like, I saw the trailer of and was very uh, impressed with what I saw. But, I mean, with anything anymore, you can't really just take a trailer at face value and say, oh, wow, this is going to be great. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if that was the case, every single game would be good and, you know, we wouldn't have anything to bitch about. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, but you can actually, uh, so I, I kind of went into an in-depth story. Uh, and this is the one that I was reading. Not only can players pick sides in the war between kingdoms, because this takes place in the three wars, the, the war in kingdoms period of China, where there was the three kingdoms that were constantly at war. Uh, but according to Everstone, the creators, players can choose to pursue other roles, whether that's a doctor, merchant, or even just a wanderer with no set goals. Uh, Everstone is also promising numerous playstyles, including sword fighting, Wixia-style martial arts, and even Tai Chi. Mix and match sword fighting, hand-to-hand -hand combat, and magic. Uh, and it also says somewhere that you can, uh, uh, like, change, like, if you're, like, a, a doctor or something, you can, like, uh, uh, you can just focus on healing and merchant. You can just focus on, you know that kind of thing and just kind of exist in the world outside of the main story which again that's the part that both intrigues me and kind of sounds like cyberpunky right you know uh yeah but it was definitely the one that i that i piqued my interest the most i'm definitely watching it the closest but i don't think we have even a release date for it so i wouldn't expect to see no. it before 2024 well, I'll tell you one that kind of interested me the most. And, okay. Uh, I don't know what what uh, one you're looking at there, uh, or list you're looking at, but I'm just gonna jump ahead. Uh, Moonbreaker. God honestly. damn you! God damn you! I was saving this one because this is the one that's my Aww. winner. This is my winner of Gamescom. Yeah. It was easily the best trailer. Easily the best trailer I watched. Easily the best trailer I watched. I'm the most excited for this game. I actually already signed up for the beta, uh, but go ahead, tell people what it is since you stole my thunder, and then we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's it's like a tabletop turn-based miniature game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's sci-fi and everything like that. But the biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest thing about it, and I think that was the the seller for me, is all of the miniatures in the game. You paint. Mm -hmm. You can paint them yourself. You can change how they're colored and everything like that. So you kind of get agency over them, like it's mm -hmm. like it's your own tabletop game miniatures. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, uh, that's what this is. This is this is basically somebody looked at the digital collectible card game market, and they were like, mm -hmm. "This is a great idea. Let's do that with miniature games." And I'll tell you right now. Personally, I think of all the things that probably deserve this kind of treatment, all the hobbies that deserve this treatment, man, miniature games do. Miniature game, miniatures are so overexpensive. They're so ridiculous. And this, this basically works just like Warhammer 40K. I mean, not the, not the system. I'm sure the system will be a little bit different. But you collect miniatures. You paint the miniatures the way you want them. You build an army yourself. And then you take them into battle against other people in multiplayer. This is yeah. like, this is seriously the Hearthstone or the Magic the Gathering of miniature games. And what excites me the most about this is, yes, I love the painting. And I think the painting shows their commitment to making this a authentic miniature experience, you know? Mm -hmm. But what really excites me is this is a genre that we, that this is a genre defining game. Like right here, this is big, and we're gonna be seeing every company do this to get on board with it. You're gonna be seeing uh, K 
cannot remember white dwarf you're gonna be seeing white dwarf jump on this train as fast as they can to get this going uh white dwarf being the guys who make warhammer and warhammer 40k you're going to be seeing all the miniature hero clicks and everything else you will be seeing these pop up on your phone on your video game system everywhere this is a genre defining game this is what hearthstone was to digital collectible card games it's this you know yeah and i i think i think that's what excites me so much about moonbreaker i i just think it's such a cool it's just such a cool idea and man i know there is a lot of microtransaction-y uh uh loot boxy crap in digital card games but mm. on the whole there's way more loot boxy microtransaction-y crap in collectible card games in real life like yeah and and with the game with it being the game you can do it just by winning matches and get cards uh, and you can also craft cards because it's a digital collectible card game. If you really... And I, I'm a big collectible card game guy. I don't know if everybody knows that or not. I played a lot of digital. I played a lot of real-life ones. If you compare the expenditure of buying real-life card packs as opposed to playing the game and earning them in the game, there's no contest that it is cheaper to play the digital card games on a whole and I think that is going to bring this uh, uh, that this can bring that level of accessibility to miniature games depending on how they present it. If they present this as a free to play game where you can buy buy like packs of miniatures or loot boxes of miniatures for money or earn them in play, that's going to be huge. That's going to be a huge cool thing. And it's one of the few places where I think everybody will agree that this is the way to go. Like as far as like free to play, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think that will be huge for anybody who's always wanted to play those miniature games. This guy, but never had umpteen hundred dollars, and time and non twitchy hands to actually get the miniatures and paint them. So like now we can do that with this. I I'm very excited for Moonbreaker. It is definitely it was, without a doubt, the game that got me most excited from the show. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, I went on a tangent, but I was no, really excited are, about Moonbreaker. Totally fine. When you said you were going to go ahead and do it, I was like, "Fuck, he's going to." I know that's the one he's going to talk about. <laughs> if he's interrupting, that's the only other one that he could possibly be excited about. I was afraid that you weren't going to be excited about that one just because it looks microtransactiony. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, you and I—that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like you had mentioned like if there's any sort of genre that it's primed for it's something like that and it's mm -hmm. like I, I get it if that's the case i just if it's a 60 dollar game and they still have you buying the that's bullshit then, then, yeah, yeah it, it's it's a whole big old pile of nope that's bullshit and i'll agree with that but i think that like if they make it free to play and they make it like you can spend extra money for extra loot packs or you can earn them in play like Hearthstone, like Magic the Gathering, like anything, it will be actually more of a cost-effective way of playing that kind of game than it is in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, all right, so let's talk about a weird one. You want to talk about a weird one? Sure. Lies of P is a Pinocchio-based yeah. Dark Souls Victorian horror adventure role-playing game thing? It was the yes. weirdest trailer I saw, in my opinion. Like, I was I was like, what the fuck is this? 
Yeah, and, and weirdly enough, this is not the first time that this game has been uh, has been shown off either. I honestly thought that this was when it was first announced. Uh, I want to say it was like a year or two ago. I mm-hmm. thought it was something that was like a very small team was you know shooting for the moon situation, but it was one of those that we may not you know actually ever see show up you know mm-hmm. for purchase anywhere. And I don't know. I mean, this it's so freaking weird, man. But at the same time, why do I want to play it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's weird, I, as weird as this is going to sound, because this did not look like a Zach game, I was the same thing. I was like, man, I don't know what it is about this, but I really want to take a swing at this yeah. game. And it's so weird that it's Pinocchio-based. I think Geppetto's the fucking bad guy, it looks like, from the trailer. Yeah, I'm like, this is super like weird. Super weird game, but there is something about it that's very magnetic. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's it's a strange one. It's a strange one. Uh, another big one, especially for Borderlands people, they are finally doing another Tales from the Borderlands. This got leaked that they were working on this, but we had never had an official confirmation. But they had Randy Dumbfuck Pitchford out on stage personally to introduce it. Uh, and we are getting new Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I got some problems with this one, Neil. I got some problems with this one. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, I loved Tales from the Borderlands. I absolutely love Tales from the Borderlands. It is by far one of the best Borderlands games. If not the best. I would say arguably. Arguably. A lot of people would come to my house and beat the shit out of me for not saying two right away. But I'm going to say right now, arguably, it could be considered one of the best. It could be considered the best. That being said, it ends in a cliffhanger. A really weird fucking cliffhanger that people who played that game have been waiting for season two of that game for like ten fucking years to find out mm-hmm. what the shit happens. To then do the game, but do it with completely new characters and a completely new story, it's like a slap in their face. And like, look, I'm sure this game is going to be good. It looks interesting to me, but I'm not going to play it because the last time you guys advertised this shit to me, we never got to see how it ended. Now you've put a bunch of uh, the same people together. That's what bothers me is they got the same people. They hired the same people Two Gearbox, the same writers, same directors, and instead of finishing the fucking story they had started, they decided to start another one. No, no, you know, shame on me. You fooled me once. I'm not I'm not gonna get fooled again. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just not. And and that really aggravated me, because as good as this trailer was, and I actually thought the trailer was pretty good, uh, I'm not gonna play another game where I don't really get to find out what happens, you know? Right. Just not. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, like, the whole Telltale sort of, like, hey, it's like a, basically a a walking simulator with quick time events to tell a story. It was fine for a while, but they need to have a little bit more than that, and Mm -hmm. from what it seems... They've shown us nothing to suggest that they are going to do anything different other than the same exact thing. Exactly. Um, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not super happy about it. I, I just I can't 
I can't get involved when you did that to me. Like, I I want to see the characters from the first one. And I know, I know everybody out there is like, well, Reese was in Borderlands uh, 3. 3, or, yeah. Yeah, 3. Okay, he was, but they still never explained what fucking happened when they opened the chest. They never explained that. We never saw Fiona. We don't know what happened with her or what happened with Sasha. There is a huge gap of space of time where we don't know what happened with those characters. And that's great that he and uh, the other one, I can't remember his name with the abs, were in this, were in three, but I want to know what happened. I just do. Um... Okay, so, uh, we are running long on time right now. Yeah, I mean, there's still a couple that I kind of wanted to at least mention. Yeah, there's uh, a couple I wanted to mention, too. Yeah. Uh, why don't you start us off? Okay, uh, so the one that was, like, uh, I was very much, like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Like, okay. just thrown off as to why they would choose to do this but okay mm. the freaking killer clowns from outer space <laughs> game but at the same time it's like it's so dumb have you ever seen that movie the, i have seen about half of that movie i've seen the full um, thing but it's, it's bad yeah it, it was very much a, a weird 80s thing yeah uh, i wouldn't even call it a horror movie no. uh but uh I, I don't know i also feel like it could possibly work pretty well as an asymmetrical game <laughs> what's interesting about the asymmetrical here uh that i feel needs mentioning is asymmetrical usually means uh something v1 You've got like one v three, one v four, one v five, something like that. That's usually what your asymmetrical boils down to. I think it's really interesting that this game, as weird as this game looks, is kind of doubling down on like changing the number. It's three v seven, which is yeah, a like there's three killer clowns and then there's seven people that the clowns kill, and uh, I think that's really interesting. The only thing that worries me about this is you have this source material. I don't know how much variation you have on it. Like, Dead by Daylight makes all its money on, like, advancements and new additions and stuff. Like, how many different yeah. killer clowns can you make? You know what I mean? So, like, right. I feel like the tail end of this might be a little bit rough, but we'll have to see, you know? Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is if they somehow do, like, uh freaking crossover with attack of the killer tomatoes that's about it <laughs> oh man i'm down for that love me some yeah. attack of the killer tomatoes uh high on life i suppose we should mention yeah that one uh the fact that it's gonna be on uh, game pass day one is the only reason why i may consider trying it look there i know some people uh asylum 66 being one of them that's very excited for this game People who are big Rick and Morty fans are going to be excited for this game. Big Justin Pollard fans are going to be excited for the fan. I'm going to say this right now, though. This just looks like a way for him to do more jokes. It doesn't look yeah. like... Like, my problem with this is the game doesn't look interesting at all. Like, the game itself doesn't look interesting. Outside of the funny jokes. Like, and, and this trailer kind of doubled that down for me. Uh, you basically get to see them fight a boss. Like a character fight a yeah. boss in it, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, 
but at the same time, like, there's nothing in this game that I haven't seen before. Nothing so far. Right. Other than Justin Roland, Justin Roland, Royland, Royland. Thank you, Justin Royland's writing, which is very good. I'm not going to say it's not, uh, but there's nothing in this game that's going to hold my interest more than like ten minutes. Uh, right. Other than that, and I'm not going to play that much of a game for funny hahas. Like I'm just not. You have right. to have a game behind it, and there just doesn't seem anything here. Um. Okay, so moving on. What else did you want to talk about? Because we're going to have to skip some of these. Yeah, the only one I uh, I think uh, that I really wanted to mention was that looked interesting and I want to know more about is that Friends versus Friends. That actually did look really interesting. The, yeah, the weird card game shooter thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that did look interesting. I do want to know more about that. I think it's an interesting idea. There's a couple other ones that I want to mention if you don't mind. Oh, go for it. Uh, but Friends versus Friends looked really interesting. I was I was down to hear more about that. Um, I liked the cards with the shooting sort of aspect to it. That looked very interesting to me. Um, uh, Dune Awakening, uh, which is a survival, uh, an open world survival MMO. Um, all we saw was an announced trailer. We've seen nothing else to it. It was a, it was very clearly a CG. Uh, look, this is a thing that could happen, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anything about that game. However, they have said that it's coming out early next year. Sure. Yeah. So I'm very interested about that. I will say, done right, Dune is a great universe. It's a great place for like a survival MMO sort of thing. Uh, so I would love to see this done right uh, and and have a new one to play. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is they showed off AEW Fight Forever. Um, I've never been more worried about that wrestling game. <laughs> I, re I really think that it's suffering a lot of problems. I Everything they said seemed to... Opt like At one point, the guy's like, there's a lot of really creative, cool matches in AEW. Uh, are you going to see all those in the game? And the guy was like, yeah, we've got Fatal 4-Way Ladder matches. That's one. That's one. You said one. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I think I, I'm very concerned about that game. They've wanted to. Re they also want to return to an arcadey No Mercy style game. Look, I'm gonna say something unpopular here. Uh, I loved No Mercy when it came out in the no N64 back in the day. Uh, it doesn't hold up. I'm sorry, guys. It doesn't. Ever. They're very slow. The the action is very hard to do. Uh, you can cheese the hell out of it. Like as far as gameplay goes, it it doesn't hold up. Uh, to, to wrestling or even to what wrestling is nowadays so I don't know that necessary emulating those games is a good idea uh, and that's what AEW just keeps saying they've done is we've emulated the N64 days and I'm like mm, should we? the other thing is they've promised a deep career mode we haven't seen anything about it they promised character creation we haven't seen anything from it i'm very nervous about that game and even what they've showed as far as the demos there's still like weird animation glitches like there's a point in the demo where they showed kenny omega taking on adam cole where kenny omega is standing on the apron holding the top rope and his hands are not holding the top rope they're like two inches in front of it uh just kind of like like pretending to hold it like that's a clipping issue right off the bat so, like, if you're showing that in the trailer that you're showing to Gamescom, like, what is this game? Like, I'm very nervous about that game. 
which is too bad because WWE 2K needs competition, real competition that's not cartoony or silly. Uh, and I'm okay with an arcade-style wrestling brawler, like, but it needs to be more than a fighting game with four ropes. Like wrestling is a very in-depth thing. You need to have some of those simulation aspects. Maybe not in the ring, but you need to have those like roster management and league management and stuff like that that WWE 2K does really well. Uh, whereas I haven't seen anything from that. What they did show off was a bunch of weird fucking uh, Mario Party style mini games with wrestlers. I don't want to see that in my wrestling game. That makes me very nervous. I don't want dance dance AEW. I don't want that. So, I don't know. I'm very nervous about this game. It looks like trash fire. We'll have to see. Uh, and then, the only other thing that we should probably at least mention that a lot of people seem excited for is Atlas Fallen. How was that it was a big trailer. I'm kind of kind of surprised you didn't, and it wasn't late, so I'm kind of surprised you didn't get to see it. Uh, oh no, there's actually two things we have to mention. We're going late, guys. Sorry, just strap the fuck in. Uh, Atlas Fallen. Uh, you got like uh, you play like this big burly guy. You manipulate sand. You kind of skate along sand. You fight oh, monsters. Oh, that one. Okay. What we saw, though, was a big trailer. We saw a big trailer that doesn't really show anything, and they've kind of already promised the world. They've promised, like, you get to punch gods in this, you get to fight monsters, you get to hunt hunt Monster Hunter-style monsters. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, chill out, chill out on what this is. So I, I can't get excited about that uh, because we haven't seen gameplay. We just really haven't seen any gameplay of it, you know? No. Yeah, uh, and it's of course it's already up on Steam and all that good shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The other thing that we need to at least mention is uh, everywhere. It was like the second trailer, second or third trailer. Yeah, yeah. it's from ex uh, Rockstar developer, uh, uh, former Rockstar North president Leslie Benzies, um, and basically it's just. He's basically literally promised everything in this game right off the bat. Oh, that's right. Like right off the bat, he was like, you can craft, you can adventure, you can uh -huh. uh, create things, you do multi-worlds, you can party up, you can do it alone, you can drive cars, you can shoot guns, you can fight with swords. Like, yeah, it sounds like a fever dream. And I don't, it's another one that's like, you can't promise this. There's, there's no way there's you can no deliver way. on this. Yeah, there's I no remember, way. I I remember this one fully. Yeah, no, there's no way that's no going to be a thing that's happening. And I, I was excited at first, and then they just kept, he kept talking about it, and I'm like, there's just, this can't have all this. Like, you can't have all this. Like, unless I am very wrong about what technology can do nowadays, you can't have all this, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I don't know. Uh, all the other trailers, uh, I think, are small. I'm sure we'll get yelled at for not talking about one or two of them. Uh, I think Gord looks really interesting. Um, there's a couple other small ones that look interesting, but I, I think we're at time, and we got to move on, really. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's, like, super, like, stuck in my head that we didn't really mention that yeah. I get two solitary shits about. Telltale's Expanse game. Uh, uh, yeah, 
the gourd does look interesting. Gourd does look interesting. It's kind of like Rim World, but with 3D graphics and like a survival aspect. Uh, so I think I think that would be interesting. It, de it definitely gets me a little bit excited. Uh, and then Lords of the Fallen, the Lords of the Fallen, does not excite me either. Which is a reboot I, to the 2014 yeah. Lords of the Fallen, which I played and I was like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. So like, I don't know. Like, the trailer was fun though because they had like a classic rock song to it, and I was like, all right, I'm down for that. But like, the game itself doesn't look interesting to me. Uh, so that's it. That's it. What was your winner, man? What was your winner from Gamescom for you? I mean, I think we've already covered that. It's the same winner as yours. Yeah, Moonbreaker. Yeah, yeah it's Moonbreaker. Just... Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I need to get around to signing up for that. Uh, it's on yeah, Steam. So just go on Steam. There's a button, and you just click it, and then they go, "We'll let you know when you can access it." All right. Yeah, it's it's the easiest beta I've ever signed up for in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they did also do some side stuff. We we heard a little bit from Skull and Bones, which basically they explain that there's no real export exploration on land. It, it's almost all on the water, which I am fine with. A lot of people are not fine with. We'll have to see how that actually shakes out in the actual play mechanics. You know whether it's going to be something that's okay or not. Like I said, I I don't care. Uh, the most entertaining part to me with pirates is the ship stuff. So a game all about ship stuff excites me. I'm all for it. That being said, I seem to be in the minority about this. A lot of people are very unhappy that it's only ship stuff. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Yeah, it's it's going to be one I get. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just too intrigued by it not to. And if it's a shitstorm, it's a shitstorm. But I think that's one I'm going to bet on. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, all right. Do you have any odds and ends? Uh, so I do, actually. How many um, do you have? Uh, I think it's somewhere around yes. You have that many odds and uh, ends? I mean, that big me of a fucking news week, man. Jesus. No, but I mean, you know, there's always stupid shit. Um, that is codes for work. That is something completely different. Uh, no, I've got, uh, I've got four. All right. We'll do, uh, we'll try and fit odds and ends in then. It's uh, a lot of them are pretty quick anyway, so right. it should be. I have one. I have one. Uh, all right. We'll, uh, we'll be right back with odds and ends. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. So that brings us to our final segment. Odds and ends, collect smaller stories, don't deserve a talking point. We just want to tell you guys about them, riff about them, that sort of thing. Neil has four. I only have one. I'm just going to do mine. Maybe it'll mark off one of your four. Uh, but GTA, Rockstar, being a big old piece of poop. Uh, they have decided what? to... Uh, no. They have decided to level copyright strikes against the creator of the original GTA for posting, you guessed it, the original GTA, stuff that he actually worked on, basically the uh, original creator of the original top-down Grand Theft Auto for computers back in the day, posted like OG builds and stuff, uh, just videos of like original playtests, and Rockstar copyright striked him. Uh, and he had to take it down or lose his, uh, his channel because of it. He was very upset, which, as he should be, man, he worked on this. It's not like... Like, for that to be a violation of copyright law is silly. What's even worse is there is no remaster or remake or any of this planned for the OG 
Grand Theft Auto games, and even if it was, these are builds that have no effect on it. They are literally not losing any money by that footage being out. None. They're not losing money. They're not losing anything. Now they're taking negative press for no reason. Well, I feel like that's Rockstar's MO, though. <laughs> they're a glutton for punishment they when really it comes are. to the public perspective. They yeah, do lately. this sort of shit like, all the time, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, they're very double-downy. Uh, so that's my only one. All right. So uh, somewhat continuing the conversation uh, that we were having about uh, video game movies and TV shows, the Resident Evil show at Netflix has been canceled after only one season. Mm-hmm. Surprising absolutely nobody. Yep. Um, I, I don't even know why they were doing it in the first place. There's like the original saga of movies ended, and I think it was literally like three or four months after that last Resident Evil movie came out. They were like, hey, we're rebooting the series and yeah. movies. And the movie didn't do well, and they had like a CG movie and on Netflix, and now there's this series that just got canceled. Mm-hmm. I just just stick to the games, my dudes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The other thing uh, is too, Netflix is a terrible fucking company uh, that oh, doesn't know what they're now, fucking yeah. doing, and they are very very bad about canceling shit. So, if you want a show to last, man, you gotta like blow it out of the water when Netflix comes calling, or that show ain't gonna be on anymore. You know? That's the thing. Once, once Cobra Kai and uh, freaking Stranger Things, especially Stranger Things, because it only has one more season left. Well, and they once, do this with so many things because they buy up so much programming because they've lost all their old reliable stuff. So they're just absorb. They're just paying for content. But if it doesn't hit, like, how many series do they release a year? They release a series like every fucking week. They can't oh, yeah. keep those going. So the minute it doesn't hit, they're like, nope, out of here. Nope, out of yeah. here. You know, they're they're a terrible fucking company. Um, so uh, there was also a very weird and confusing story that was happening. Uh, it started up a couple of days ago. Apparently Amazon was going to submit an offer to buy EA, but not really. Um, it sounds like it got to be one of those rumors that got way out of control mm. um, because the the first when I first saw this the first initial uh, series of reports on it was Amazon is preparing to make a formal offer to buy EA tomorrow it was like Thursday or something like that and I was like oh my god wow this yeah, is that'd really be big yeah that was really big but then EA and Amazon were like, yeah, this is not really a thing. We like, it's not like they came out and basically said it wasn't a thing, but didn't like super shut the door on it possibly happening in the future. But like everybody just got super confused about mm-hmm. what was possibly happening slash not happening. Uh, who knows? Um, that would be big, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like Amazon has no business buying an established company like that because Amazon's still trying to figure out what it is that they're doing in the gaming space. They had one game hit good, and then they're like, you know what we should do? Let's do our own version of Stadia. That's about it. I think that uh, that Amazon actually would benefit from buying an established company right now. I think they should look to... Uh, 
I, I don't know that EA is the right one, but I think if Amazon bought Ubisoft, which I have already mentioned on uh, a prior show, I think a week or two ago, uh, I think that would be a smart choice because their their OG games have not been hit. I mean, they're like one for five at this point. Um, I think I think if they if they did loosen up the the purse strings and actually purchase a big established company with the ability to do this, the infrastructure to do this, like an Ubisoft or something along those lines, then then that's probably the smarter move to go, especially if they want to make Luna a serious thing. Uh, you, right. could, you could then get access to that company's library. Uh, you could even set up some sort of subscription fee for Luna and put them all on there free, and then all of a sudden you're a competitor for Game Pass. Right. So... Um, I don't think they're going to buy EA. I think it would be more realistic that Microsoft would buy EA since all of their shit is already on Game Pass. That's true. <clears throat> um, so I got two left. One of them is uh, a kind of also interesting. Uh, Sony has decided to increase the cost of the PlayStation 5 by somewhere about $50 everywhere uh, in the world with the exception of the U.S. Mm-hmm. I heard about um, this. I think this yeah. is the first time it's ever happened in uh, in a console history yeah. is the price actually going um, up after its yeah. release. Microsoft and Nintendo both have come out and said, well, that's not a thing that we're doing. Yep. Um, Basically, I, th- I really think that speaks to what Sony has done in the past is they've basically sold their hardware at a loss to push software. Um, and now, you know, with inflation and all this other good stuff happening all over the place, they have made that decision to kick the price up so that way they're not losing their entire ass, only one cheek. I think Sony's um, in trouble. I have said this multiple times. I think that they only collect negative press. I think all of their ideas to combat Game Pass and the Switch have fallen flat or been met with resistance and negative feedback. I think they have treated their players badly recently. And now I think we're... we're the other thing is, too, the PS5 was supposed to leverage technology it never actually leveraged that technology on any game other than Ratchet and Clank so far. Uh, so you're at a weird spot where like you can't even get that system into people's hands and you're raising the price of it. Yeah. Uh, that says to me that you don't have any money, uh, at least on the gaming side of things. I think that, that PlayStation as a whole as a company is in serious trouble. Serious trouble. And then I have just one last one, sure. and uh, it's a unique feature uh, that apparently Dead Island 2 is claiming to have when it comes out. Okay. Uh, it's going to be able to do kind of like you did in Destiny to where you could tie an Amazon Alexa to the game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, apparently, at least from the article I read, this would be awesome if they uh, go ahead and do this. Uh, you can register your Amazon Alexa to the game, and your voice as you are playing can potentially distract zombies while <laughs> you're going around. So if you're running around playing like an idiot, screaming around every corner, they're going to come to you. Um, and apparently you can also use it for navigation. So like instead of in the past, you want to 
place a marker on your map to find like a workbench or something like that. You can say, find me the nearest workbench and it will pop up on the game. That's interesting. Great. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, if that system works, I feel like I'm going to say pop up, find me the nearest workbench and it's going to be like, finding you the nearest park bench you know or something like that right it's like right so it'll just see how it works but it's an interesting feature i'm all for it but that is it that is my odds and we're getting done basically on time too we're only at 120 so we're doing all right we're doing all right we're gonna we're gonna take a pauser we're gonna come back and uh we're gonna complain at you guys about you well we're gonna beg you guys to watch other things that's what we're going to do. It's going to complain at you guys. As, yeah, it's wrong choice of words. Wrong choice of words. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. And with it comes the shameless self-promotion. Neil, anything you'd like to promote, sir? Uh, well, uh, nothing other than being on UHW playing uh, Chad Rover and other various individuals uh, here and or there. Uh, in fact, the, we are getting ready, you and I, here soon to do a match that I know I have been waiting for. The cage so, match. Yeah. I, I love that our first feud in this game somehow became each other. Like, right off I, the I, Yeah, bro. Like, I don't even... Completely accidentally. I, it's definitely the characters' personalities. Because, like, I straight, like, that was the thing. That was the whole crux of (laughs) why I did what I did the very first time I played my character. Because he's just got something to prove. And now it's just like, this guy beat me. Fuck him and everything about him. It's great. It's he great. has to do. He has to redeem himself. I don't know what's gonna happen. Our backstage on- brawl <laughs> episode is up on uh, Axiom. Uh, oh yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, just for you guys to know, the UHW live play we organize them in shows. Uh, so four episodes equals a show, so to speak. Uh, we are on episode. I think it's like. Well, we're on show two, episode three. Uh, and yeah, they go up on Saturday on our Axiom YouTube channel, but they also go up here. They're going to start going up on Thursdays because Tuesdays just got too much stuff on it already. So they're going to start going up on Thursdays here on Old Man Gaming. If you want to watch us play the game that I'm going to tell you to buy, (laughs) if you want to watch us play Upper Hand, which is uh, myself and Mark Bell have founded a uh, tabletop RPG company called Axiom Games. Our first game is Upper Hand. Uh, It is a pro wrestling game uh, based with cards. So if that interests you, please buy it. Please buy it. You can go to Drive Through Cards. I'm sorry, drivethroughrpg.com or just drivethrough.com, whatever. Uh, and uh, search Upper Hand, you'll find our game. And there's a link to the cards with it. Uh, so, yeah, so please purchase it if it sounds interesting. We would love for you to play it and give us feedback and enjoy it and all those fun things. And if you want to watch us play it, like A Holes, uh, check out UHW. Well, other than that, the lunch stream is back. Uh, though it will be moved this week because I have a doctor's appointment, but uh, noon this week to 1.30. And guess what, Neil? We are back on State of Decay 2. We've gone 
Full circle oh. back on State of Decay 2. We started it last week because they started... Their newest update is Forever Communities, which means you can take one community and go through all the maps with it. So I had to do that with our with my all-stars from the original, the original stream. So we're back on that. Uh, we're going to be doing Mid Midnight Fight Express for Amateur Hour on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and then that's probably all the streams we're going to do this week. But, yeah. The Midnight Fight Express's review is going up on Monday. And then thanks to a very 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 evil friend of mine uh i will have a death stranding review uh a week a week from this monday if i can if i can get through it without hanging myself um all right so that's it that's the end of the show myself and neil are gonna go to bed well i'm gonna record the audio for that review but then we're gonna no, go fuck to bed. you i'm going to bed you can go to bed <laughs> i'm not uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. You can reach us on Facebook at OmegaMDH, on Twitter at OmegaMD9. You can join our Discord. Links in the description below. You can influence us in all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you keep watching and listening. We'll keep making them. See you guys next time. Let's wrap this bad boy up in a tight Ooh, package. Right. Get this motherfucker done. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Let's get this motherfucker done. Put this motherfucker in the books. Put this bitch to bed. We're going to put it into the bed. We're going to tuck it in. We're going to give it some milk. Give it some fucking cookies. Put a wet cloth on its head. Take that wet cloth off. Just sing it a little fucking lullaby. Read it a fucking song. Close the fucking shades. Turn the light on. Make sure the nightlight is off. And then we're going to put this motherfucker to bed. That was a whole journey that I have a lot of questions about. <laughs> <laughs>